0: All right. So the Pirates have experienced an absolute load of injuries up and come system this season. And we aren't talking about a few borderline guys here and there. We're talking about some of the most important players in the organization, like like Nick Gonzalez and Leover Peguero and and Travis Swaggerty and yes, Brian Hayes. I mean, it's it's not been pretty, <laughs> but. Good evening and welcome to the Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. And man, it was fun seeing Hayes back out there doing Hayes stuff at PNC Park yesterday. Um, A little different approach today. I really enjoyed the last Penguins podcast I recorded with just Jim. And I thought, let's go ahead and do the same thing with Graves. So (laughs) this week for the Buccos, uh, Graves is back. Welcome back, Graves. Say hello.
1: Hello, Gary. Thank you, everybody. Um, I'm looking forward to a great show. And uh, as always, let's go Bucks.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, let's dive right in because we've got an action-packed show and lots going on and while i'm in an upbeat mood after watching hayes come back we might as well take advantage of it because social media has been dragging me down lately to be honest first up i'd like to take a little bit of time to talk about cabrine being back and what his impact could be and you know before we get people switching off the show we should probably just make sure we're not trying to pretend that he alone adds up to a shocking playoff run or anything silly like that we're we're just talking in general. What, what, what does he mean to this team right now?
1: I, I think we saw a good example of it last night. Just having a player as special as Cabrian Hayes is, his presence in the clubhouse, on the roster, in that lineup, just allows everybody else to relax. Everybody around him, including the coaches. I mean, it's just a feel-good moment to have him there and be a part of 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 what's going on special
0: special player is a good way to put it really i mean yeah i think that's that's the difference this isn't just somebody that's comparable and can handle a spot this is a guy that he's legitimately doing things that other guys can't do that have been
1: playing for 10 years longer than he has Yeah, yeah he's doing this as a rookie and and it's impressive and You know, and after two months, we finally have our number two hitter back. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh, And and that's kind of a a blessing in disguise. You know, Shelton seems like he tried just about everybody in that two-hole, and and, uh, nothing really seemed to work out. So So it seemed
0: like at first he was trying to basically just uh, avoid messing with the rest of the lineup. Yes. You know, he wanted to keep that spot kind of warm. With somebody else because he, he always planned on throwing Cambrian back in there. Yeah. And I understood that. And I thought it was a good strategy too. I thought maybe he held on to it a little bit long when he had Moran healthy. You know, probably right. could have just gone one through three and been okay there for a while.
1: Whereas, right. uh,
0: you know, he was trying to shove some, some strange pieces in there. But, you know, it was really hard to question his lineup decisions when he didn't have any pieces. So,
1: Exactly. You know, and, and now we've got, you know, Frazier, Hayes, Reynolds, that, that one, two, three punch. It, it's not too shabby. <laughs> and, and really it's, yeah. it's just the beginning of, of getting players back. I mean, hopefully next week we've got Moran and Evans back and, and then all of a sudden one through six, one through seven. Hey, you've got a pretty, a, a decent lineup. You know, it flows pretty well.
0: I mean, at the very least, if your pitcher gives up two or three runs in their start, you don't feel like it's game over. Exactly. I mean, on Tuesday, um, let's say on Tuesday, Frazier has a game like he did yesterday, right? And he only has one hit, and it doesn't come till late. That game, it probably ends three to one.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: <laughs> that's the difference that that somebody like Brian Hayes makes in the lineup because. He can start a rally. He can finish a rally. And more importantly, he can continue a rally.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it's, uh, you know, he stretches the lineup. I mean, basically, that's a a simple way to put it. He, he, He stretches it out. And, you know, and it's in the back of the opposing pitcher's mind, too. Hey, you know, Brian Hayes, he's coming up. You know, that guy's pretty good. He put, put professional at-bats together every single time. And so, I, you know, all of it just kind of play, plays a part. And, um, you know, like, like you said at the beginning, we're still going to lose plenty of games. But we're going to win our fair share, too. And um, we're going to win some close games And because Key Brian Hayes is, is in the lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then you got Brian Reynolds on some kind of a power surge right now. I mean exactly. he, I mean, he's he came out of nowhere now. He's sitting with eight home runs, and that's not bad. I mean, that's more than I expected he would have, really. I mean, if you think about it, in the the most he ever hit in the minors was ten. Okay. And in twenty nineteen he hit sixteen. So, I mean, we're halfway to his, you know, career high and
1: Two two months in, yeah. Yeah,
0: and there's a lot of ways that, you know, it's probably questionable he'll ever get back to his 2019 self. That was, I mean, he may, but, I mean, adding some power into that lineup in any way, shape, or form that they can do it is pretty sweet. Absolutely. I I was a big proponent of Reynolds being the number two hitter when Hayes is healthy. Right. Now I'm kind of like, well, maybe not, because, I mean – Maybe he's the perfect protection for for key
1: yeah i i I thought about that too and then I also i i caught myself chuckling. I'm like hey, Brian Hayes he doesn't need protection <laughs> he he is his own protection so but uh but no I, I i like uh I like the lineup um I like Hayes hitting second uh Reynolds hitting after him and uh And like I said, just the, the lineup flow. I mean, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, we're getting to a good, a good place where uh, things are, things are looking a little bit better. I mean, we've already won 21 games and uh, you know, that's, that's nothing to to shake your head at. Um, And we've done that virtually without Kebrian Hayes. So um, I think we're kind of turning a corner here a little bit and, and we'll we'll see where it leads. But uh, um he's uh he's exciting to watch. There's nothing more uh that you can say, he's just fun and exciting. Everything yeah. about him and
0: we only talked about the bat, really.
1: It, exactly. I, I mean, mean arguably arguably
0: the gloves saved that game last night. They kept it, sure it they it. kept it three two and kept the minute. Yep. I mean, yeah, Sam Howard had to get the ground balls, but you know, those ground balls are run scoring ground balls if it weren't for two really great defensive plays by Fraser and Hayes. So
1: yeah, yeah. Really nice to see
0: that infield all put together again. I mean I, I can't wait until I mean I, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Colin Moran's better at first than Gonzalez, but um I don't care. <laughs> I, want, I want his bat right. in the lineup so it doesn't matter right. really.
1: Right. And 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 Gonzalez he He looked pretty. He looked decent over there last night. You know, he didn't look like that was the first time he's ever played first base. And uh,
0: he knows how to play. He he, can play. He
1: he did a good job. So he can play the possession. Yeah, he he can't. So we didn't really lose. uh, You know, other than like you said, the the power and and not having Moran's bat. Yeah, Gonzalez did did okay. So
0: I mean. Gonzalez has proven I think that his bat is is just never really gonna come around, you know, um, besides the odd hot streak. And I don't even think the hard hit thing is, is really a thing this year either with him. I mean, he's hitting some balls, but he's not hitting them like he was in, you know, even twenty twenty when everybody was was praising him for that statistic.
1: Exactly. Um, and it's a cool statistic
0: it is and and you can really forecast some things from it and I, I like it from that regard yeah but i think a lot of people forget that hard hate hard hit rate doesn't score runs it it just right. predicts the possibility of it and at some point it just doesn't matter if you're just beating it into the ground so um i don't know I, if anything next year i think they're going to have some some decisions to make about whether they retain him or just give that position over to tucker whether he can hit or not because if if the hitting doesn't matter then the hitting doesn't matter
1: right right i'm sure tucker can figure it out too
0: yeah i mean well speaking of decision time though i mean they've pushed off another decision right they because
1: certainly have yeah you
0: you had jt brubaker on um the uh well i guess not the il he was on the bereavement list right exactly and now now he's on the covid intake list or whatever they're calling it so that's a few days right they sent will crow down to make room for hayes but that just pushes off the 40-man decision right so
1: yes it does yeah
0: what do you think they're gonna do
1: it's a it's a good question i i uh, uh I'm anticipating that Brew you know, starts Tuesday. Obviously, that's nothing official, um, but that makes sense. We have Monday's the off day, so um, Tuesday start for Brew Baker um, is is most likely. Um, it's a um, it's it's a tough call. Um, I like. I can't see Defoe going anywhere. I really I like his bat off the bench. I like Gamble. I, I honestly, and I touched on this a little bit last night on, on Twitter. Um, it's time for Tom to go. I think, um, I that's kind of where I'm, I'm leaning. Um, and you know, he, he came in, he, he served his purpose. Yes. He, he, you know, he takes his walks. He does those things, but I think we're getting more out of, out of gamble in the in this small sample size that we've seen from both of both of them, and and I'm still counting on uh, Jared Oliva, you know, being ready at some point. And and um, you know, we may not always understand the decisions that are made, but uh, there's a lot of decisions that need to be that need to happen pretty soon. I mean, it's either. Yeah, well, this guy is part of the future, or he's not. Next, you
0: know, in the next week, we have, you know, and and this is a guy they have to make a decision on. Regardless, Trevor Cahill's coming back. Sounds like right. he's healthy.
1: Yes.
0: Colin Moran, Philip Evans. Yep. I mean, Philip Evans, has an option. They could use that. True. It sounds like Will Craig, and. Cole Tucker are going to be on their way out one way or another. Right. Um, I personally am anticipating a DFA of Craig, again, for the 40-man spot.
1: Okay, right.
0: But at this point, healthy or not, what is the purpose of holding on to Trevor Cahill? I mean, I don't know what he's adding right now that can't come from a younger pitcher. Um, I'd rather see Cody Ponce. I'd rather see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand hurry you know, is up in the air right now, exactly. Um, and and now we no longer have Soriano coming back, and right. Until you hear something definitive about Brawl, we have no idea. Um. So I mean, they have a the, little bit less depth than they had.
1: Right, and I even throw out. Austin Davis, I mean, he's, he's progressing pretty well in, in his rehab, you know, uh, doing everything he needs to, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we call him up and, 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 and as far as, as Cahill, yeah, I'm scratching my head a little bit on that one, you know. Um,
0: I understood what they wanted him to do. I just don't think that he's doing it.
1: <laughs> right, it, it, exactly, and and we've kind of come to the end of the road, and and again, it's it's time to make decisions, you know, um, and 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 move on, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, Contreras moving up to AAA. Yeah, they
0: just That's moved great. up Cranek. They just moved Cranek up. So
1: right, you know, but you've got to have a place for all these people. You know, if you're going to move them up to triple A, you've got to have a place for them to pitch. So I, um, a a DFA of, of Cahill would certainly make sense. It would clear that spot on the 40 man and, uh, and give it to Davis, give it to Ponce. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said in other, in other shows that, uh, these all, all these guys are going to get an opportunity, and um, we just need to kind of shuffle the cards and move the cards so that they can have their opportunity.
0: Yeah, they'll I mean, be here at the end. I, you can see Kyle is probably a guy that's going to get you know DFA'd, um, to sure. clear a spot. So there, it's not like they don't, it's not like everybody on the 40 man is somebody that the team should be married to.
1: Exactly, yeah. But,
0: I, I mean, something that would disappoint me, because I, I've heard some people have proposed it already, would be Chase and Shreve. Um, I love having two lefties in the pen. I think it's yeah. made a difference. I really do.
1: I, I agree. And, and I
0: don't, I like having more than one of those in in the mix. And And right. it's just nice that you don't feel like Oh, this is the time it's really important to get those lefties out. So I'll put Howard in right now. And then oh, those lefties came up again. What do we do? I guess we got to have Kyle Crick throw to them, you know? (laughs) So it's, and, and not that he does bad against lefties, especially recently. Right. But, um, it's nice to have somebody else in there that you can throw out there to get those tough outs and
1: exactly. Yeah. You've got that. he's in your back pocket and and call on him and, and uh, and, you know, and he wears number 55. So what kind of message would that send? You know, we got rid of Josh Bell. We're going to get rid of Chasen Streep. Nobody's going to want to wear number 55 again. (laughs)
0: Nobody will ever (laughs) have it as a, nobody will ever have it as a Twitter handle again either.
1: Exactly. You know what are we gonna do? Think of these things.
0: <laughs> I mean, I so anyway, good we started out on Cabrian. We'll we'll finish on Cabrian. Um, you know, somebody asked me on Twitter the other day, do you think he still has a shot at winning the rookie of the year? And I said, I don't know. I mean, he's missed two months, he's kind of behind the eight ball on on that, but man, if he has 3 or 4 months that look anything like his first month in the big leagues sure sure he could i mean yes. Yeah. and i'm all done saying cabrian can't do anything i mean he he can <laughs> he can do whatever he wants on the baseball field at least right now till somebody figures him out so
1: right yeah
0: um i have nothing yeah. but nothing but high probably, hopes
1: yeah you know and and even thinking back to spring training i i was hesitant to, to label Brian as, you know, as the leader of the team, as the, the savior of the team, but kind of looking back and, and, you know, I think he kind of embraces that role. You know, I can just imagine him telling his teammates, just jump on my shoulders. Let's go win some ball games. Let's have some fun. Let's build a culture, a winning culture. And, you know, and, and just to be a part of the process to bring a championship back to the North Shore. I mean, that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, and I can picture Brian Reynolds like Johnny Cash walking up to him going, slow down. <laughs> 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 because uh, I, think, I think it shouldn't go without saying what, what uh, Frazier and Reynolds have, have continued to do in his absence they've had no protection in the lineup for a long time i mean they weren't even protecting each other because of where they were so there's just nobody to give credit to for what those two did besides the two of them
1: themselves, yeah yeah.
0: so having hayes back in the lineup i think um he's jumping into a decent situation because now you know that top three can kind of play together and and they have some other pieces on the horizon coming back, so you know I, I I like where the lineups headed, like you were saying. And and you're right though, without without Cabrian Hayes, it doesn't work. I mean, he's the power, yes. he's the power threat that's consistent. I mean, the way he flicked that ball off the Clemente wall, that didn't yeah. even look like a full swing. No, I mean like that is yeah. just raw power. And man, that's that's fun to have. And uh. what a a game changer it is just to feel like your team can score two or three runs any, any inning. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Kind of found myself almost doing something I haven't really done much this year. If I'm honest Um, watching the the team, I, I found myself really paying attention to where we were in the lineup situationally. Uh and anticipating when that chunk of the lineup was going to be coming back up, you know, as far as like when we're going to score again. Problem is I felt like the rest of the lineup was doing the same thing. I was waiting for those three to do something because the rest of the lineup did nothing. Yes. Until uh, Jake in the eighth, you know, um, up until that point, absolutely nothing good happened from anyone else. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And boy, let's he hope- was smiling ear to ear last night after the game. <laughs> yes. so that, that was great to see.
0: Yeah. And let's hope that th- that theme doesn't continue, though. I would like to see, you know, some other contributors that were kind of stepping up, continue to step up. Right. But on that note, let's go ahead and end Happy Cabrian Talk and move on to a new segment. and We'll back. Come- We are back and, uh, of everything the pirates are doing, nothing should encourage people about the ongoing build more than the organizational pitching being developed. I mean, let's be honest here. The pitching will tell the story of this rebuild and no matter what timeline you believe the team is on each and every positive outcome has to be accompanied by that skill set. If, if they don't have pitching, nothing else they do really matters. Um, You can accumulate a ton of position depth and you can trade it for pitching, but pitching costs a lot of money. You got to draft pitching and he's only had one draft under his belt, but he's done a great job bringing in pitching. And to be honest, Neil Huntington didn't exactly leave the, the cupboard completely bare there either. So I thought to give people a little bit of hope about what's going on, let's touch on organizational pitching depth right now and this doesn't need to be a list of names because i think that's just a foolish way to look at it i'd rather do it more like um where we think the biggest concentration of real top end major league talent pitching is right now and and really focus on the gap between what's here and what's there okay
1: all right. So let's
0: start with major leagues. You know, we obviously have um a, a pitching staff that probably isn't going to be together for very long. I mean, realistically, right? We've got Chad Cole, you got Chase DeYoung, you got Mitch Keller, Brew Baker, and Anderson. We all know Anderson's going, right? yep yeah. yeah. And something tells me Chad Cole's not got it either, right? <laughs> But i think there's a good chance mitch keller hangs around for a while and, and contributes i think there's a good chance that brew baker sticks Absolutely. around and contributes right and if he works out this year there's an excellent chance that Dejong is somebody they found
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um you know if he has a good season i think people really need to think about just how many years he has left of control <laughs> so that's like a free rookie pitcher basically if you can turn him into something and they really do think they found something with spin rate now Uh let's hope that his spin rate is natural and not uh you know rated on the bauer scale (laughs) but (laughs) i mean that's the that's the state of major league pitching staff right now and we all have to pray that your hurry is not hurt but you got yeah. Max Cranick in triple A right now. You got some other options coming up, right? Contreras is in double A, probably really close to ready for a promotion. And then the next big lump is really in Greensboro. Yeah. I mean, that's really where where most of it is, like your Quinn Priesters and your your um, Tanaj Thomas, you know. Yeah. So you probably have a good couple years there to play with what's here before you get to what's there that's actually a perfect setup for a rebuild because by the time those guys are there, like your Quinn priesters, you're not asking them to be the savior. You're right. asking them to jump in and join what's already there. Right.
1: Exactly.
0: So, and, and we're going to keep adding. So where do you sit on the pitching? Do you think that, do you think they're in a good spot right now? I'm hearing people say it's mission critical that we get one of these pitchers, whether they're the top rated guy in the draft or not. Right. I just don't see it that way. What do you think?
1: Well, I will say that I don't envy Ben and his staff at all. <laughs> They've got some, uh, some big decisions coming up and, in none other than who they draft number one. Um, I don't, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think that uh, drafting a pitcher is, is necessary um, at this juncture because we do have, there is no shortage of arms in the organization. Like you said, now there's a, there's that gap, you know, um, between triple a and, 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 and double or or high a, but uh, you know, but that does work out perfectly um, because we're not ready to contend right now. And, and, um, and I'll go back to what I said earlier. We may not always understand or agree with the decisions being made, but every decision is just a piece of the puzzle. And, and you know, we're kind of holding our breath right now on Yahureh and Soriano, um, right. waiting to hear about both of them
0: um i mean we're well, lying if we said we knew what soriano was anyway that was true. that was a guess and and a worthy shot you know i, yes, I mean that's yes. a, that's a top prospect that you're getting for nothing if you if if the roll five works out. i hope that he's okay I, i'd hate to see him have to go and have a second tommy john
1: uh, exactly yeah you, yeah i mean you hate you hate that for everybody so we're we're kind of holding our breath there um, and, and waiting to find out and and you you mentioned about the uh, chase the young and one thing that i keep thinking about is you know the the plan is to is is to bring in talent and 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 to trade and to bring in the youngsters and and i really i'm honestly concerned about how much value or lack thereof, that Cole and Baralt have right now. You know, they were expected to be traded and bring back some decent pieces. You know, is the mindset now going to shift to, well, their value's low, maybe they look to trade Chase Young yeah. Except even though he has years of control. You know, and, and I get that, but...
0: I don't think that they're so desperate for
1: to do something like that.
0: I don't think they're so desperate for adding prospects just to add them that they're going to go out of their game plan. Really? Okay.
1: Okay. Like
0: now, maybe they will. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be right. the first time that Ben Ben Charrington's caught me flat-footed.
1: Yeah. But
0: I I like for instance, you know, there, there's rumors going around. Oh, well, now's the perfect time to trade Brian Reynolds. Oh. Why? Yeah, Why? Yeah, right. I mean, we have no outfielders in this system, and I mean, we you know nobody that's like jumping off the page right now anyway, and especially with Swaggerty going down, right? But Brian Reynolds is doing a great job. He's got four years of control left. It's crazy to even think of that. That's just not even what the the team's been doing. That's I mean that said, Ben Charrington could do it. I mean, maybe if somebody comes along and they offer him you know, three top five prospects out of their system and he, yeah, maybe he'd be stupid to turn that down for where they are right now. But I mean, if the plan goes the way, the way I think it's, it's headed, Brian Reynolds will be right in the thick of his contract still. I mean, there's just, there won't be any reason to not have him part of the solution here. Mm -hmm. And I think when you watch what Cabrian Hayes is doing, going back to the first segment, it's really hard to to have a player like that and waste him. So you don't necessarily want to get rid of people that could be here very affordably during oh. that window. You know, sure. like, people want to say like, why is Adam Frazier not the same? Well, Adam Frazier is not the same because Adam Frazier has is on his last year next year. And if they don't make a decision right now, He just becomes less and less valuable as the days go by next year. I don't want to see him traded either. I'd like to see them work out a little bit of an extension because I think that the middle infielders coming up aren't really overwhelming anybody.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Nick Gonzalez just had a big setback. So he's not going to come up this year to, to double A, triple A. Right. That's not going to happen. He's not going to skip two levels after being out for six to eight weeks. Just not going to happen. So get that stuff out of your head, and and maybe maybe think about extending Frazier. I mean, if you're not going to get a good package back for him, why not? Why not just hold on to him for a couple of years? It's not like well, you can't trade him later, you know. But if right. he bridges a gap for you, he bridges a gap. So well, be it. I mean, there's no rule that says the team has to completely stink. Um, if you right. get prospects back, take them. But I don't think they're in a position where they have to make sure they move somebody. You know, right? It has to happen this year. We've got to get something this year. You don't have to.
1: Okay. We got a, We yeah. got a
0: draft coming where we're the top of every round.
1: Right. <laughs> like,
0: you're yeah. going to get some great players in this draft. So
1: you make, you make a good point. Yeah, I hadn't I you know, I I hadn't really thought of that in those terms, but that makes that makes a lot of a lot of sense and 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 yeah, you don't uh, Brian Hayes is here. He's the future and he needs to see the progress. And yeah, I think he needs like, to
0: see an investment a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and, and maybe that will nudge him a little bit more to say, Hey, I want to be a part of this. Let me sign that extension right now. And, you know, I want, I want to be here. So I think, I think it is important that, uh, uh, you know, like, like you said, not to, not to trade everybody just because uh, yeah, for prospects. I think that's a good point.
0: I mean, and it's not that I'm anti-trade either. Cause I do get what he's trying to do. He's trying to stockpile prospects and, and, basically he's he's playing craps and instead of two dice he wants to have a fistful you know he wants to have 12 dice that he throws out there and all he needs is snake eyes on two of those to to win right so he wants as many as he can get i totally get that i really do so if you can trade somebody like um adam frazier and you can bring back you know, a couple forty-five plus prospects or whatever. Yeah, you do it. I mean, I completely get that. But if you don't get your figure, if you don't get anything that's really going to help you, or you right. get some, you hold on. if you get some middling prospects and double A or whatever, no. you don't need yeah. to do that just to have warm bodies down there. Right. You don't need to go out, and they need to be careful too. You can't be bringing in people that need protected by the forty man. So, yeah. they've got to get people that are either so young, like I'm talking 19, 20. Right, <laughs> like right, right. Single yeah. A players yeah. that are nowhere near needing protected, <laughs> or you got to get people that are ready to make the jump. Yeah. And I, I think we're not in a position where you want to make any moves for people that are ready to make the jump. I think exactly. that's a bad idea like, right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely uh, agree.
0: I mean, they could bring in an outfielder and I wouldn't hate it, but... <laughs> right. But, but really, yeah, they're
1: tradable,
0: there. Tradable assets, like, we go through them all the time, you know? And, you know, on my my own website, we, we, we have uh, Justin and Joe writing about trades all the time. So they've done Adam Frazier, Rich Rod. I think they're doing um, Jacob Stallings this week. They're the common names. I get it. Right. Jacob Stallings to me is kind of like it would be like uh, deciding you don't need a pitching coach. Cause I, I mean, I just feel like he's that important to the development of the young pitchers that
1: I personally
0: don't want to lose him especially with nothing in the pipeline. They are nowhere near having another catcher.
1: Exactly.
0: And to me, he's just too valuable to be trading for what I think he'd bring back, you know,
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It it seems to me the pitching's in a better spot than, than we thought they were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ben has, Ben has done a nice job. Um, like I said, there's no shortage of, of, of arms. Um, it's just a matter of of making those decisions and deciding who's going to stick around and, 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 uh, you know, and, and, uh, who needs to go and who has trade value and, and, uh, and, you know, who deserves to be DFA'd and, and I, I actually, I wouldn't be too opposed if, if within the next month, we, we saw some trades happen or, or some DFA's just to kind of shake things up a little bit. And, uh, instead of waiting till the last minute the trade deadline and, and, uh, scrambling to, uh, to get you know to see see what's out there so yeah
0: i don't see much i don't see much way they're going to avoid some dfas in the next week or so so i mean we're definitely going to see more i you know there are reasonable expectations here like i expect richard rodriguez to get traded i really do and i actually think it's a good move he's he's a one pitch pitcher
1: yep
0: and if they're truly going to crack down on sticky substances and whatnot I think I think most of us have a pretty good idea he's using them, and uh, it's not like I want to cast aspersions on him. I, I don't have some kind of you know hard facts that he is, but I've seen right. enough. I've seen enough video snippets from enough uh, ticked off opposing fans that <laughs> I you know there's probably something going on there, and and his spin rate has jumped a little, just a little.
1: And right, right.
0: You know, and if you're throwing things like that, it's it only takes a little to make your to make your pitch that much more deceptive. So, um, and lately, you know, he's been giving up some contact, and um, I, I don't know if if to me that's almost a little too convenient that suddenly uh, he's uh, starting to give up some contact right after Major League Baseball said they're cracking down. Right. Um, yeah,
1: they don't yeah. want to avoid that ten game suspension.
0: Maybe, you know, I'm just saying. Like, it's a good time to offload him, if you ask me. And um, yeah. while I do appreciate what he's done, and I, you know, I do think he he's nice to have in the bullpen. It's not like I want him gone, but with the amount of control he has left, he's going to bring back something really nice. So right,
1: right, yeah. I,
0: I think a team like this, you almost have to trade your closer, and yeah. you have to do it just about every two, three
1: years. Right, it, exactly. You know, it, uh, he could be completely different next year. You know, I, uh, relief pitchers, closers, they don't have a long lifespan, you know. And, uh, and if, yeah, tra- trade them while the going's good and, and, and get back, you know, a nice return and, and you know, wish them well. I mean, yeah, I, I would like for him to stay too, but uh, it's a business.
0: Yeah, but you 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 know at the same time they brought in some people in yep. this bullpen where they don't really have to move anybody. There's nobody that if they want them back next year th- that yeah. they won't be. They <laughs> they have control of literally every single one of them, and their AAA roster is filled with guys who could do the same thing. I mean, it really is. They've got a lot of good arms down there. Like Nick Mears is a guy that's going to come up here absolutely i I mean i know he got called up and they didn't use him um for some reason which i still i still kind of struggle to understand like when when they call people up and just don't use them for three four days and send them back down right but you got jeff hartlieb down there and nick mears they're both good options and i mean the more i look at it the more i think i don't know i think they'd kind of be okay for a while with with a lot of those guys like coming up here and replacing some of those holes. So I don't exactly. even think the, I don't even think the bullpen will drop off that much if they do trade Richard Rodriguez. And maybe, right. uh you know, if, if Jason Shreve stays on the roster, he's a good trade candidate, veteran yeah. lefty. A lot of people would want him. Yeah. I'm sure people will come calling for Sam Howard, but
1: oh, yeah.
0: I'd throw a fit because, <laughs> because <laughs> again, ton of control, and you know but he's one of the top strikeout artists in the game right now and yeah. it, that's that that's another one that you could probably sell very high on and 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 get a lot out of it so um i don't know it's just funny
1: some but nobody's home
0: but it, you know we we sit here and watch this team and we're going to get into this a little bit more in our third segment because we're going to kind of dig into what the fans are actually thinking right now but when you, when you watch a team like this, and we, we all know one of our biggest trade chips is Richard Rodriguez, right? Do people forget that he was picked up off the waiver wire? <laughs> Do people forget where he came from? Do people forget calling for his head for two or three years because he was giving up home runs? Uh-huh. Those mm-hmm. same people are the ones that will publicly flog this team for trading richard rodriguez after he showed himself good yeah you know it, you, that's kind of the purpose here when you're picking up <laughs> players like that you know like i i don't know it we'll get like i said we'll get into it more in the next segment but anything else to add on the pitching staff from you
1: i think i think uh i think we're in a good position and i'll i'll, I'll kind of leave it at that and uh um uh, it's time to uh yeah it's it's time to make some decisions and uh like I said every decision is a is a piece of the puzzle so I'm uh I'm ready to uh to see what happens here in the next uh month or, or two and and uh just keep this ball rolling all
0: right well let's take a quick break and we'll come
1: back and talk about the new-
0: Right, and we are back, and uh, the last subject today is really kind of more about me hoping we can talk about something and see between the two of us if we can understand. Fans that hated Neil Huntington by the end of his tenure now seemingly want the new GM to repeat the mistakes made by Neil. I, I can't understand this at all. And and let me just clarify the types of mistakes I'm talking about. Like, let's extend Richard Rodriguez instead of trade him. (laughs) He's he's 31 years old right now. You don't do that when you're a rebuilding team, you know? Um, Talking about extending Jacob Stallings, who's already going to be a Pirate, for I think four more years now. He'll be that 35. Yep. He'll be 35 when 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 that expires. I mean, go ahead if you want to. A couple years, fine. But I'm hearing people, why aren't they trading for an outfielder, a real outfielder? Well, right now it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, like, yes. That's why it doesn't matter right now. Exactly. Why do they keep playing Eric Gonzalez? Well, because it doesn't matter. He plays good defense. That's why. It's not about his bat. I mean, that's the part that I don't get. You know you hated that when they traded prospects for Chris Archer, right? That was a bad idea. Everyone complained about that. They did it. It was a terrible thing. It still is a scar on the team. People are still complaining about it, right? They traded Garrett Cole. And they brought in a whole bunch of players that were close to or ready for MLB. Right. Yeah. Yep. they did that without fortifying their staff to make sure that they were ready to pitch with the players they brought in. Right. Yep. Do we really want to do that again? No. I mean, you, you, <laughs> right. I, I know you, I know, you know this, but I just don't think people get what they're actually asking for, you know, like, when he's trading for nothing, and I'm quote-marking my fingers like crazy right now, when, when you trade for nothing, meaning young prospects, that's because they have a higher ceiling than anything you could get that's close. Yeah. Today is, a, is an anniversary, right? It's the day that the White Sox traded um, Tatis Jr. to the Padres for Shields, right? Yep. Yep. So, you know, people are are, are mocking the, the White Sox for trading Tatis Jr. and everything. Believe me, the Padres did not realize that Tatis Jr. was going to be what he is right now when they got him. He was yeah. a roll of the dice, a young, high upside prospect that they traded an aging veteran pitcher for. Yep. That's what it's all about. It's what Ben Charrington hopes... Hudson head turns into.
1: Exactly. I mean, yeah.
0: do you, do you understand this phenomenon at all? It's not just a Pittsburgh thing and I know you follow other teams. So
1: I, I do. I, and I, I kind of, I, I relate it to, you know, as, as when we were kids and it's ingrained in your head that uh, you're going to grow up, you're going to get a job, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids, you're going to live happily ever after they never tell you about the heartache along the way, you know, yeah. and uh, you know, the they don't teach age.
0: you how to balance a, a checkbook either. So
1: no, they don't, you know, in, in, in sports are similar to that, you know, we all want championships. We all want, you know, to experience that and to, you know, to have that parade and to enjoy that, but it's, never is simple and it's not as simple as Ben Char- or, or, or I mean excuse me, Bob Nutting needs to spend money. That's, that's not going to fix the problem. Um, before you do that, you've got to build a foundation and you've got to have that strong base um, to be able to withstand whatever, Whatever may swoop in and, and try and, and knock you down. So my my plea to the fan base is to let's do this right. And then we can all live happily ever after. <laughs> just like mom and dad promised. You well, know? I mean,
0: see, that's, that's the hang up right there. Because just like you said. And I, I think a lot of people can get on board with that. I think a lot of people can embrace... Yeah, it's not all about Bob Nutting spending right now. We understand that, but there is a point where he's going to have to spend.
1: Yeah, and we all—well,
0: so. you can believe he will, and I, and I understand people that don't believe he will. Um, yeah. I'm one of those people. I don't believe he will. I also do believe that Ben Charrington knows what he's been told. You know. Yeah. And I don't think that he's gone into this blind. I think he, he feels like somehow, some way, he's going to have enough funds to do what he needs to do. And I think they've probably got this built up on some kind of a what you don't spend now, you're going to be able to spend later type system. Right. That's great. That is. I personally like the, the teardown method to bring in and stack prospects. And try to have them all come up together to insulate yourself so that when the time comes that you need investment from from a cheap owner you're not going and asking him to give you enough to buy five pieces
1: exactly it's one or two
0: yeah you're asking for hey that first baseman never happened we tried o'neill cruz just keeps tripping over his ankles over there we're trying you know, or Mason Martin just couldn't stop striking out. We, you know, we really need something more steady here. Um, we really need that arm to to just solidify the 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 rotation. It's just it's got to happen. We have yeah. no choice but to go out and get it. Hey, Jake's awesome, but we can't go into this with only him. You know, and we need another quality backup, something like that. Right. You don't go into it. Saying, "Listen, we're really close, Bob. All we need is a shortstop, first baseman, right fielder, catcher, and or two relief pitchers and a starter. We can yeah. do it."
1: No, right? Like, no. <laughs> you gotta build up.
0: <laughs> you have to build up your system. You have to, yeah. and yeah. I think if anything, that's kind of what scares me about Cabrian Hayes being back. I, I know we keep going back to that, but that's what scares me about him coming back because the lineup I think with Colin Moran infused back in is going to fool some people into thinking that they were capable if they just added a few pieces and they're going to take it really badly when Adam Frazier gets traded, right. you know, right. when in reality it makes total sense as far as what they're trying to do. But people
1: are,
0: yeah. are going to take that as see, he won't spend. He it, was going to yeah. cost six million dollars next year, probably in arbitration, and he didn't want to pay it. Yeah. When in reality, yeah. he's paying Polanco twelve million to strike out. <laughs> you know
1: exactly, exactly. You know, I, I think fans, you know, they they want to win so much and they think that yeah if just spend the money spend the money that's going to fix all of our problems and in it doesn't work that way you know not here You're, not here yeah. it
0: doesn't yeah no
1: it doesn't you know and even you know i i was thinking earlier today you know about how much money the dodgers have spent and they finally just won a world series last year, <laughs> you know, they yeah. had won since, eight, since 88. It's hard know? to
0: do. It's hard to do.
1: It's hard to do. So money, you, you do have to have that foundation. You do have to have the players and, 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 to, and with that, the the culture and, and that's what Ben is working on. And, and then, like you said, when, when the time comes, as opposed to having to, buy five or six players they can buy one or two to get them over the top and that's uh, but they're going to have the the base they're going to have the foundation that's that's the core they're just adding those few little pieces to, to get them over the top
0: and that's the hope and yeah and you know as well as i do when that time comes it's not really necessarily the the capital investment as much as the prospect investment because That's what has to go out to bring back what you need most of the time. It's usually not a free agent signing. So when you go out and you say, hey, everybody, don't look here. Look down there at the miners. That's where the cool stuff's happening. And then people get invested in that stuff. There's people right now that didn't even know the grasshoppers were an affiliate that are watching them now, right?
1: Yep. Because
0: that's where the exciting players are. they're getting invested in some of these guys you know and a couple years down the line they trade like a michael escato for you know that arm they really needed in the back end of the pen it's gonna tick some people off it really is i think we're gonna have a whole phenomena where it almost switches over now to people that want to go back to what we used to do which was just hold tightly onto those prospects yeah and i think the part that a lot of people are going to miss there is that they were holding on to prospects that were never really going to pan out.
1: Right.
0: This is different. <laughs> this is, it you got to give to get,
1: yeah. no matter
0: where you're talking about, you have to give to get, it doesn't work the other way. Yeah. I really wish for once somebody would cooperate and take all our bad players for all their good ones. But, I mean, why,
1: why won't they, why won't they do that? I mean, I don't,
0: I don't know. I can't believe the Pirates weren't in on Mookie Betts.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but like, if
0: you look at, if you look at the Dodgers though, you know, we, you know, cause we bring them up all the time. They're the high spenders. They develop everything. They really do. For the most part, they develop most of their talent. Yeah. And, I, you know, so I always kind of, I hesitate to get on them about spending. Cause the difference with them is that they can afford to keep it. True. You know, so yeah. But but they really do home grow a lot of their a lot of their uh, pieces, and they're so stacked and they have so much money that a Dustin May can go down with season ending injury,
1: and they don't feel it.
0: I mean, they're in third place, so maybe they feel it. <laughs> but, but they feel it right now, you know. Right. And but it, you know, the Pirates. I don't care how well Ben does here. If they lost a Dustin May and a Cody Bellinger, they would take a serious hit. The likelihood yeah. that they have two players like that sitting in triple A waiting to come up and help really minuscule. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of where this, this stacking thing needs to happen. Yeah. Like you need, you need Jiwon Bay and Leovar Piguero and Nick Gonzalez and Rodolfo Castro you need all those guys fighting it out for who's going to play second base and short. You, you know, you need that, that constant battle. Who's going to, who's going to drive who and who's going where. And if they draft another shortstop this year, he's going to be in the mix. That's going to be a constant evolution.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and every time, you know, someone makes it to the major leagues, you've got those three or four guys right behind them pushing them and, and, they're ready to replace them, you know. Yeah, just like then, like
0: Tampa right now, you know, they're sitting on uh, Wander Franco, right? That's and right. They're because they're waiting on the Super Two, obviously. Yes. I know we're yes. not allowed to say that. Yeah. They're, they're waiting on the Super Two, so he he's going to be stuck down there for, I'd guess, another week, just to make yeah, sure that they're close, safe. I think. Yeah. But they got a taker on Willie Adamas. probably a few weeks. Earlier than they really wanted to move them, but they did it anyway, because it's the right thing for the franchise. Right. Yeah. Boy, it really killed them as they were in the middle of their 15 game winning streak. I mean, like (laughs) the the thing is, you know, fans of that team and, you know, rumor has it, there aren't a lot, but fans of that team, they watch that. It, It can't feel good. To watch players like that get traded. Right. And, you know, yeah, they're probably excited that Wander Franco is coming up, but you know, they know what's going on with the Super 2. They know what this team's doing when they're trading people. Tyler Glass now is going to get traded in a year or two. Right. Or, or he'll get a modest extension and they'll trade him he'll a trade couple them. years yep. later. That's what right. they do. Yep. It's what they do. It's what teams like that have to do it's what this team should do yeah realistically
1: absolutely absolutely and it 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 hurts yeah to see your favorite player traded um but that doesn't mean that you have to stop cheering for them and you can still follow their career and and uh and watch them and and but uh you know sometimes it's just uh it's a necessary evil i guess
0: (laughs) it is and I mean, until baseball fixes it, you know, yeah. it is what it is. And yep. um, I don't know. I always tell people another owner might get you um, a little closer to like Minnesota level, you know, okay. where you're, you're probably in the conversation just about every year. If, if everything goes right,
1: Yeah,
0: you, you're, you're in the conversation. Um, you probably can't afford too many injuries, but you know, you're going to be around, right?
1: Exactly. You're going and to be that, hovering there. Yep. Yeah.
0: And in that same division, you've got a team that has money. They just don't spend it. White yep. Sox. Yep. And they've built properly, right? They tore it's it right. all down. Yep. And they and they started from scratch. And, you know, I, I even said on Twitter today, I don't think they're crying too much about losing Tatis with Tim Anderson standing there in short. But exactly
1: regardless
0: yeah. regardless they built properly they did a yes. good job their entire team is for the most part homegrown yep and you know they're gonna they're gonna take that division while the twins continue to spend money as best they can and stay in it mm-hmm. as best they can yes, and can. Yep. try to recycle pitchers as best they can and <laughs> lose in the playoffs every single time they get in there
1: yep
0: Against teams that are able to spend three times as much as them, exactly. So it, exactly, it is what it is, and <laughs> it,
1: is. it is. And it it can be painful, but uh, you just have to, uh, you know, and uh, enjoy it. It's it's a game of baseball. It's there for our entertainment, and and uh, just you know, just like I said, just enjoy it. Yeah, it's think it's fun.
0: I think that's what I said yesterday about. Uh, Hayes I was like most people are just going to spend the entire time he's here complaining about him leaving and they're going to just wake up one day and be like oh I, I kind of missed his entire career
1: yeah yeah. I mean it, it's it's, what also, a waste, you know? it's also
0: what not you- like they don't extend people they extended Marte you know and yeah. I heard people last night talking about oh well, they just didn't want to pay him they, revisionist history the guy said he wanted out Like, yeah, they were gonna have to make the decision anyway. They made it a year early, so what? If Polanco was worth a damn, he'd be gone too. So, it would, yep, it is what it is. Anyway, uh, we're probably not gonna figure out fans here in this show, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, (laughs) we sure gave it a good try.
1: We did, we had a good time,
0: we did. Um, so, anything you want to say here and let people know how to get a hold of you before we sign off for the week?
1: Well, Gary, I can't thank you en- enough. I always enjoy uh, joining you here on the podcast. And uh, anybody's welcome to follow me on Twitter. I'm voice from the graves at kg55vftg. underscore
0: All right. And I'm uh, Gary Morgan, Gary 2007. Give me a follow on Twitter. You can look me up on Facebook if you want uh you know my name is my name and uh, I write for insidethebucksbasement.com. it's where I do all my pirate stuff and on this very network I have a penguins podcast and I think I'm gonna be doing doing a Steeler one pretty soon so uh stay tuned the fan forum is just gonna keep evolving and uh full disclosure Mr. Jim Stam was supposed to be on today and he's not feeling well so I just want to say hey all right we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go,
1: go. bucks